This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. You are tuned to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome on this chilly day. And uh, welcome to my program, Rise. I'm Renette Marburg, and we're on 729 AM K Pulpit. And I just want to encourage you today that we are going to have a wonderful guest in our studio today. Her name is Lunga Sutwa. Uh, she's an educational um, psychologist, and she's all the way from the Eastern Cape. And, uh, you know, she is at the moment going to really give us some informed information on our students that are really struggling at school and tell us about the support system that there is for us. So welcome, uh, Lunga, and very happy to have you in the studio today because this is something I'm very passionate about. Thank you, Renette. Um, thank you for having me today. Great. So we're going to chat a little bit after our first track with the gospel by Ryan Stevenson. But I really want to encourage you that, you know, this is a topic that is very relevant today. Our uh, students are and our scholars are currently involved with the, involved with the tests. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stress and a lot of expectations on our students at the moment um, to really perform. And But we are going to talk about the educational process that can assist children in a normal um, uh, school that they can really uh, get to know that they are equally considered as as successful as any other student um, in the schools. So we are going to listen to the gospel by Ryan Stevenson first and foremost. Wow, and that is so true, God the gospel makes a way, and that was Ryan Stevenson. And I just want to uh, welcome you, uh, Lunga. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Lunga is uh, Lunga Sitwa is an educational psychologist, and we are going to cover a very important topic. Uh, many of our students, I'm going to ask as a parent, uh, many of our students really struggle at school, and we do not listen or hear or know how to as parents we're often in denial and we don't know how what the process is of identifying um the struggles our, our students have so just give me a little bit of a background Alunga, on what made you decide to become because you were so interesting when i met with you um it was so interesting your background and everything and what made you decide that you would like to be an educational psychologist Okay, thank you, Renette. Um, I'm coming from Eastern Cape, as Renette has mentioned before, in a small town called Willowvale, Emevana. So um, I didn't know anything about psychology growing up in the rural areas, and I was there. I studied until grade 11. So in grade 12, I joined my mother in Cape Town, and I did grade 12. 
So it was the first time that I hear about career counseling or career guidance. And um, unfortunately, I had my subjects and I was stuck with my subject. So I applied for, I wanted to, to do social work because I had passion in terms of helping people that need help. Unfortunately, I couldn't get in and then I was forced in a way to do teaching because that was the alternative I knew at that moment. So starting at UWC, uh, one of the subjects that I chose um, was psychology. And then I got interested in this subject. So that is how I got to know psychology. And the, the rest is history. So that is how I got into psychology. Uh, that is wonderful because I know you're so passionate about it and mm -hmm. uh, we, we spoke for hours and it was really uh, so informative because we are so uninformed about this process and about the issues that children have at school. So I just want you to share a little bit on the, um, you know, the what is the role of the uh, psychologist, the educational psychologist in the assessment and in the identifying um, a student uh, at at school at school with their with their problems, and if you can just give us a little bit of a background of the kind of uh, problems that uh, keep popping up uh, regularly and more commonly, and um, getting quite large in numbers at the moment in your, uh, your 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 normal schools. And you said we mentioned the fact that there aren't many special schools out there anymore. So we're trying to include the students into our um, into our normal schools, but with the same education. So just give us an idea of that process. All right. Thank you, Renette. Um, our role is to support learners. How do we support these learners? Uh, first, I must just say thank you that we have a democratic country where there are new policies that addresses issues that were a challenge before. So I'm saying this because uh, our, our work is informed by the introduction of inclusive education policy where it says every child has a right to learning, have a okay. right to education. So um, with that policy in mind, all learners had to be accommodated in our mainstream schools and be supported in the mainstream schools. So there are also other policies that came afterwards. And briefly, I'm going to talk about CIAS, which is the policy that informs our support. So CIAS stands for Screening, Assessment, Identification and Support. So when learners are enrolled at our schools, the expectation is that we must have a background history of where they come from, were there any issues. So the, the first S for CIAS stands for Screening. Then they will apply at the normal school, they will be screened, and then the expectation is that when the teachers receive them in the classroom, so they need to do observation where they are going to look at whether they can learn, are there any challenges? If there, there are challenges, then how do they support those learners? So that is identification. And then the assessment part of it, where those learners has to be assessed, the situation. So the assessment process is, is done in, in, at different levels. The school is supposed to have school-based support teams that we say SBSTs, 
which are teachers at schools that are trained to support educators, parents and learners who experience barriers to learning. So learners will be referred if the educator identifies a child that has uh, challenges or uh, barriers to learning. The educator will first try to support uh, the child in the classroom and then they may uh, try and get support. And then what they will do, they will notify the parent. And at that moment, that is when the parent needs to, to sign a consent to say that I am going to to need support if need be, if I cannot help this child in the classroom, and then the referral will be done to the school-based support team where those learners will be discussed. The educator will be invited. They do case discussion. They make recommendations, and then the educator will go to the classroom uh, to implement the recommendations that are made in the classroom. Then the support, then there will be a review date where the educator must come back and say whether it's working or not working. If not working, then they might uh, need support from outside. So that is where the school be, uh, CBSTs, that is where uh, the team that I, I, I work in as a district official, then we also come and give support. We do case discussions. Then recommendations will be made whether there should be an assessment to be done. So the A for, for CS, that is where assessment is done from the classroom, SBST, learning support, then the psychologist of the school, depending also on the child's need, it might be not necessarily be a psychologist, it can be an OT, depending on what the child presents with. It can be speech, can be any other professional that are involved in the process. Then once then the child is uh, assessed, then recommendations will, will be done. And then the last S on CS, which is support, then support will be given, whether at school level or out of school. And uh, when I say out of school, I mean like placement out of school if the child's needs cannot be met at the mainstream. Yes. So basically, we're there to support. We're there to train. So we're not only working for teachers, but we we also train parents on how they should support these learners at home. So we do trainings of teachers. That is we wonderful. We do trainings of uh, also um, governing um, non-government organizations that are supporting our learners because they also have to comply with the policies they work within the framework of inclusive education policy. That is wonderful to know, you know, because we often don't, and we are so uninformed in this area, yet mm. there is so much support. And I just, you know, just doing the workshop with you, um, I just suddenly realized the huge um, need out there. And, um, you know, obviously with the uh, children struggling from a very young age, um, we're going to cover that a little bit later on just the different aspects of, of support that there is. And you know, how do we identify it and where do we all get involved? Um, and tell me uh, about the fact that we are, um, the, the actual referral process, um, who, who, where does it actually start? Does it start by the parent or can they go directly to you or uh, does it picked up, be picked up at the school or, you know, what is, what is that process? Okay, Renette. Um, and, and, you know, okay. obviously there's costs involved as well, you know, with this extra support. Uh, you know, just what are we looking at? Because a lot of people back away from, you know, 
thinking that this is going to be too expensive. And then obviously you mentioned the fact as well that you're in all areas. I mean, you've got different pockets of this working in different areas as well. Like you went to the Eastern Cape for a while and worked there in the rural, uh, more difficult um, areas. So just give us that demographic as well, please. All right. Um, let me first start with um, the Western Cape. So um, schools are under districts. So that means support comes from the district in which the schools are under. So there are second teams, uh, second uh, teams where they have um, a CM that is in charge of that number of schools. Uh, for instance, in my district, we have 10 circuits uh, where there is support uh, people on each circuit, so they will be uh, referred to us. Okay, where does the process start? Mm -hmm. The process starts in the classroom. Okay. It can start at home. Remember, education is a three-legged pot. The parent may see something which is a concern that the teacher may hasn't seen or vice versa. But at school, once the educators start to identify a barrier to learning, of course then the, the teacher might discuss it with the educators in the same grade where they discuss the learners that have barriers in that grade. If then the teacher it cannot be helped in the grade level, then the educator can start to, to look for support out of the grade. That is where then they will first inform the parent. So there is a form called DBE 120 that the parent need to, be, need to sign when they are, they are informed of what the child presents with and the kind of support that might be seeked out of the classroom. So then the child will be referred to the school-based support team. So how does this uh, school-based support team get the referrals? If the educator identifies the child immediately, this educator needs to start with a form called SNA-1. So that is basically the form that the child, the, the educator will look at the needs of the child areas of, uh, that need support. Then they will uh, complete the form for special needs assessment. That form is called SNA, special needs assessment. Then the form is completed. Then when the educator has approached the SBST, so the form that will be completed by the SBST will be SNA2, uh, which also now looks at the possible uh, help that can be available for the child. They might also um, consider looking out for support then when we are called in as the CBST, then we complete a form called SNA-3. So all these three um, levels, the child moves with the ISP because the educator might would have implemented some kind of support. This is what I've identified. This is what I have done for this child. And this is what is helping. This is what, what is not helping. Because not every need of the children can be met in the classroom. Then they are referred out to the district for further support. And that is, that is incredible because, as you said, each child has different needs. So each child is completely, separately, not put under under the same comb, so they yes. individually assist. So yes. that process is unique to them. Yes. That is incredible. That is such good news to know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what we're going to discuss afterwards is the kind of uh, uh, 
challenges that are common, more common. Obviously, there are others as well, but Mm -hmm. those that we are really discovering um, escalating in the mainstream of schooling. But we're going to listen to God of Forever by Stephen Curtis Chapman first and foremost. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise uh, on 7 to 9 a.m. Cape Pulpit. And we we discuss issues that often don't get identified or spoken about. And my program is actually a program where we give you hope, wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens and in the home, and we can conquer it as a family um, and work through things and be able to discuss this relevantly and intentionally in our families so but with God we can restore and rise above it all so I just want us to get back to the basics Um, I want you to know that you can whatsapp us on 081-729-1657 or sms us on 37988 or telegram us on 081-729-1657 one six five seven and you're welcome to contact us if there's anything you'd like to know about our programs or our guests um please contact us and if there's anything that you'd like us to possibly help you with we can direct you to uh, the help that we can but please go visit our facebook page on 729 Carps Council or 729 Cape Pulpit, uh, very active. we got over 400 um, uh, viewers and we are really, really busy on our Facebook. So please go ahead and uh, visit us and give us your comments and interact with us. And then our, we've also got a counseling department. You can dial 021 triple O and you can press option one and they can also possibly pray with you or direct you to the help that you possibly need but please do not hesitate to communicate with us we'd love to get to know you better so uh, I have Lunga Sitwa in my uh, studio with me today she's an educational psychologist and uh, she really has got so much information for us to help our uh, youth and to be able to support our next generation so that they can become successful young people uh, persons for our uh, for our future so I just want to ask you uh, Lunga uh, what does some of the um, aspects that you we are struggling with at, at the moment um, there are many uh, aspects like ADHD what are the different spectrums that the children are being diagnosed with at, at the moment and just give us a little bit of a background of what it looks like. Um, just a little brief uh, description of the most common ones that we are um, experiencing with our youngsters. And after that, I would like you just to flow into the fact that where do we start looking? Where does a child start acting out in these areas? And what does it look like? Okay. Um, thank you, Renette. I just want to say, to start off by saying that um, every child is unique, every child is different, and therefore we should be as accommodative as possible, both as schools, both as parents, both as learners. So, yeah, there's quite a number of things that children present with when they go to schools. I won't be able to cover everything in, in at this, at this moment, moment, but I just want to say some of the things that we uh, we get referrals for 
uh, will be like children that are struggling in the classroom is children that have psychological barriers like your ADHD, which stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, where the child will struggle. Uh, it's a neurological disorder where the child struggles to sustain attention, lack of concentration, challenges. Others may be inattentive. Um, then they would not do well in the classroom. So that's one of the things which is now the major things that we encounter at our schools. But we also have children that have a barrier called a specific learning disability where they will struggle with the reading, mathematics and writing. Mm. So those are also identified in the classroom where these kids cannot read properly, they can't do mathematics or maybe they struggle with writing and spelling. So that's also one thing that according to DSM-5 that we get, we, you get the diagnosis after the assessment. So I'm just going to list them, Renette. Please, um, please do. So we also have a ASD, which is Autism Spectrum Disorder, where the areas that are affected will be communication, cognition, behavior, and sensory. So those kids will also have challenges because difficult for them to cope in the classroom because if those areas are affected then they might hinder the learning process then they struggle and then they display certain behaviors that are not the usual behavior or the what that's expected in the classroom but they also deserve every right to be in the classroom and be supported uh, respectively and then we also have medical challenges yes. as well as psychiatric um, we do have children that present with anxiety where they find it difficult to cope also in our mainstream mm -hmm. classes. But we also have children that have challenges like your depression, that they struggle also with um, the classroom situation or the mainstream. But then they are also uh, supported accordingly in our mainstream classes or, or schools. Then we also have emotional challenges where we have children that are coming from home, they have insecurities. Some of the, those kids will have fear of change, mm. some will lack motivation, maybe due to other challenges that they encounter. It might be social challenges, it might be home circumstances that brings them down and then they find it difficult to cope. So those are also supported in the classes. So we also have children that have different learning styles that needs to be accommodated in the classroom where you'll find out other children are visual learners, other children are learners that need to touch, need to hear. So teachers have a challenge because they need to accommodate those kind of learners in the classrooms and see that they meet their needs um, according to the CS referral pathway. So we do also have children that have communication disorders or stuttering and other mm. speech and other challenges that we normally get assessments from speech therapists also for them. So, but we also have visual impairment. We do get them in our classrooms and hearing. So there's quite a number of these challenges that we we identify in our classrooms. So like I said earlier, it can be the parent that identifies, it can be the 
educator that I identify. But what I want to say to the parents today is that support is there at school and it's for free. I didn't talk about uh, yes, earlier when yes. you asked. <laughs> Good yes. to know. Each school has an assigned psychologist. I know the ratio is big of uh, in terms of numbers of our children in our classroom, but every school has an assigned psychologist. Every school has an assigned social worker. Every school has an assigned learning support advisor. So they do get support also from, we, we work a lot collaboratively because we do intersectoral where we work, we refer to hospitals for help for help where we we don't have the the, the resources in our department mm-hmm. we also work uh, with other um agencies like social development and we also work with police depending on the needs of because the needs, some yes. learners are also coming yeah. from homes where there's domestic violence and they need support and counseling That is incredible news to know. Mm. It is so wonderful to know that there is, that the the department is tuned into this. And I mean, you obviously, you know, with with Fairmont and Everstall, I mean, good schools, and, but they are prepared to come. And I mean, the numbers of children that they assist is incredible. I mean, it is so good to know that um, there is a free support system that is uh, very, I mean, you ladies are uh, the psychologists. I don't believe that we're all ladies. <laughs> no, um, we don't. But the fact that the, the system is in place and we just need to tap into it. We don't know how to, but you're going to share with us. After we're going to listen to Agnes Day by Michael W. Smith, we're going to quickly listen to that because I really feel that we need to get to that last bit of the advice and the steps to take and, you know, your you know your organization that you're working for if you can give us your email address and all that afterwards so that we can get connected and get some help for our students and our families out there so we get to listen to um, michael w smith my all-time favorite um enjoy radio cape pulpit 729 a.m with renette myberg finding god's truth for the way forward together good afternoon and that was michael w smith and what a beautiful song that was. And we want to just encourage you today. We've got uh, Lunga Sitwe in the studio with me. Uh, she's an educational psychologist. And I really want to encourage you that there is help out there if your children are struggling at school for all different kinds of things. And it is a free option, a great support system by the Department of Education that we can really tap into and get the help that you need for your children so that you can get them on the track, on the purpose, the planned purpose for their lives that the Lord has set out for them from the day that they were in their mother's womb. So I just want to encourage you that um, Lunga has been sharing us and giving us a lot of information. This is a bit of an introduction to the whole process, but we are going to really develop it um, as Youth Day is coming up in June. I really want to concentrate on our on our youngsters and our scholars and our students that are really being faced with many, a lot of pressure and a lot of performance-related um, Long days. So, Lunga, thank you so much for being with us. Um, we were just discussing about the age group that we need to uh, start looking out for when children are starting to uh, show signs and of them being a little bit different. Uh, just share with us the process and how do we, what kind of advice would you give us as parents? Uh, 
All right. Um, thank you, Renette. Um, really, as parents, we need to know our children from the word go. As, um, as we're working with these children in the school, so it is very important that parents are involved all the way. It's very important. So you're asking what age? As early as from birth. Mm. Um, you will find out when we go and do assessment, psychometric assessment, we would uh, do the intake is the way we talk to parents, ask them the developmental milestone. What were the developmental milestones of the children were like? Were there any delays? Because for us, if there are developmental delays, that, that is an indication that we might have challenges if they are not addressed early. So early identification is very important. So we would ask you to please monitor the development of the child. Know what are the delays. It can be speech, it can be walking, it can be other things. So that's an indication that the child might have challenges in future. Um, parents often laugh at me and when I ask, did your child crawl? Because for me it's very important that children crawl. Then the ch a parent would say, I, I, I can't remember I bought my child a walking ring. Mm. Walking ring. And then I would laugh and say, maybe you've uh, killed your child expensively. You know how expensive it's are the walking so rings? So the child will be put in this walking ring and then they will be driven around the house and then the child would think, I can walk, I can move, I can do all that. But parents forget that putting that child in the walking ring, um, I hope the walking ring manufacturers won't kill me. But it does hinder the growth process. It does hinder muscle development. It does hinder certain things, motor development. So it's very important that you expose your child to develop holistically. It's very important that the child, when the child goes to school, you must have done all the necessary precautions, measures to make sure that the child is ready for learning. So we talk school readiness here. Did you take your child for screening, for hearing, so that the child can hear in the classroom? Did you take the child for to screen the eyes so that you know that the child can hear? Because once they start at age six, so it is very important that all these things have been addressed already. So we start as early as possible, Renette. Let's Wonderful. see the differences. Let's see. And I want to say to parents also as a word of advice, know your child support your child. You must also understand that education is not just the schools that are responsible for learners, for learning. It's a three-legged port. The parent at home should have full support. Parental involvement is very important. But also from the school side, we support as, as the people in the education system. It's very important that we work collaboratively. But also with learners, it is very important that they also know that they have a role to play. Can we think of a grade 12 that doesn't know what to do in terms of preparing and being a responsible child to pass grade 12? So yes, it's a three-legged pot. Everybody should be involved and we should make sure that we work together. There's a challenge of denial where parents are, um, are in denial of what their children's uh, barriers might be. 
Your child is your child. Don't be worried about the community. What is the community going to say if my child is going to that kind of a school? Is the child going to be labeled in our communities? So if the child is labeled, so what? It's your child. So you know that you are preparing your child's future. So if a child is recommended that the child must be placed in a special school because that is where his or her educational needs will be met, so you need to compromise and you need to understand that it is your child. It's not your community. It's a community child. So don't worry about what people say. Hmm. Don't worry about what people say about your child. What kind of a bus does your child get into? If your child must go to a special school, because the child will be helped. What is important, we are raising children, South African, that we want them to be independent, to be able yes. to, to, to be, able to be uh, independent in future. You won't always be there as a parent. But if you make sure while you're still alive that your child got the best education you can give, the department can give, so you need to work. Let's work collaboratively. Let's do this. We can do this as a collaborative. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And I'm really excited to the fact that we can... Uh, so just give us an idea of your organization that you work for. <clears throat> Excuse me. And your email address and your possibly your phone number, if we may. I'm not sure what, you, what you're allowed to give out, even if it's just your email address so that people can possibly connect with you at a later stage. Sometimes it's not always straight after the program, but as time goes, then they start identifying and looking out for these things. Then you might be able to get a contact uh, or your, even your organization. So please just give us a little bit of information of what, where you people are based. Okay, um, we are based in Metro North Education District in Peru. Um, the phone number there at the office is 021-938-3030. Uh, sorry, 938-3000. So that is where you will get the support services. We are under the, di uh, the directorship of ISLIS. And the parents can phone, but we prefer that the referral process goes via the schools, unless then the parents are looking for information, so they can phone there, and then they will be able to be assisted in terms of, according to the area, who is working in the area. So there are teams that are in the district that are working for, for different schools, so it's difficult uh, for me to give just my yeah. number. Because no, I'm, no, I I'm, agree with you. I'm working you. In, in, in just one section of the district, so there are different people. Mm. So for each area, there is a support uh, people that are working at the school. And what is it called, the organization? Metro North Education District uh, under WCED. Great. I hope you are uh, taking these notes down. And we just would like to just say thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to definitely pleasure. have you now for the next uh, couple of, uh, uh, in another couple of uh, sessions, just to give us more um, information on the different conditions and what it looks like. And um, the, so thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Lunga, you were so informative. I know this was a lot of information that we had, but it is out there. The support is there. So family and friends, please go and get 
the support and the help so that our students can be less stressed um, and become totally fully functional um, members of society and that they can be appreciated and successful in everything that they do. So Lunga, thank you so much for your help. Thank you for being there for our students. Thank you for the work that you and your team are doing out there. And may the Lord just bless you abundantly that you make, may make an impact on many, many generations to come. And uh, you definitely are a nation builder. And thank you for your love and your passion for our children. So thank God you, bless you. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Renette. Thank you for having me. And um, thank you to the listeners. Uh, hopefully that we will work together. We will um, do this. And you said they're welcome to go to their schools and get directed to you people. So please contact your schools. See if the support system is there. If not, there is other, there is other ways of getting help. But please get your child assessed and looked at. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Be safe. Look after yourself. The winter's on our heels. And enjoy, enjoy this blessed and be blessed this week. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, look after yourself. Gilmer's coming into the studio now with the news so get ready and uh while she comes in and but we're going to play out with make us one by jesus culture enjoy god bless you and goodbye this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za